This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear yeah. it. This is our Wednesday show. Yeah. And this is our MMIW case. So we have committed to focus on the missing and murdered Indigenous women cases uh, in the U.S. and Canada all year on our show. And that's what this case is. And all I have to say, my friends, is be ready for your blood to boil when I tell you this story. This story is local to us. So let me bring this up so that we can get started. This is Rebecca Plenty Wounds. And Rebecca Plenty Wounds was living on the reservation at Fort Hall, which is the Shoban or the Shoshone Bannock Reservation here in Southeast Idaho. It's about 25 miles from Idaho Falls where I live. Uh, I have to tell you, I'm, and, and this is a cold read for Katie, and you might see, think that's weird because it's local to us, but I will guarantee you Katie's never heard of this case. Yeah. I haven't either. And that's, this is the beginning of holy hell. Okay. So Rebecca was 35 years old and she was last seen on her birthday, which was October 18th, 2017. Okay. She was missing until her mother and sister. Do we see a pattern here? Who looks for people who, who looks for native people who go missing their families, not the police, but her mother and sister found her remains in a pasture. This was near her mother's home in Fort Hall okay, on October 24th okay. of 2017. Um, six, six days. Yeah, six days. Okay. Her body had been dismembered oh. and also appeared to have visible cuts and bruising on her face and abdomen like she had been assaulted. So she looked like she'd been beat up and then she'd been dismembered. Oh, my God. So you would just think naturally this would be considered a homicide. Yes. People don't typically dismember themselves. So, yeah. Right. Or beat up themselves. Yeah. So in January of 2018, so six, four months later, Fort Hall authorities tell the media that they're waiting on toxicology an autopsy information before announcing cause of death. Still at this point, they have not called this a murder. Uh, Rebecca's family is getting really upset and they're saying she was not suicidal and they believe she was murdered. Now, does that not seem like totally obvious to everyone listening that a dismembered woman is found and immediately this is, they're waiting on toxicology. Okay, fine. To, oh, to, sure. to find cause of death, sure. 
Yeah. But to determine if this is a murder or not, no, they're waiting the to see how else would it was in be? her system to decide if we should care or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, unfortunately, there is very little more information about this case. I can find nothing about her murder, a murder investigation actually being opened on her. I can find nothing about her cause of death or her autopsy ever being released. Um, I did find that at one point they discovered that her boyfriend had her phone and her boyfriend had contacted her mother with her cell phone, mm -hmm. uh, with Rebecca's cell phone to say that he didn't know where she was. And this was weird of her not to come back. So she's out there being murdered and he has mm -hmm. her phone. Interesting. I don't even know his name because it has not been published. There have been no details of any further police investigation been published anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The police back in 2018 said they're investigating, but they don't have any suspects. I mean... Wow. So a, a couple of other minor things we know. She was really excited because she was about to get full custody of one of her children. She'd been in a custody battle over one of her kids and she was about to be granted full custody of that child. And she was really, really excited about it. Um, the police continue to just tell the family that this is an ongoing investigation, but that's it. They don't tell them anything. Um, her family has repeatedly said publicly, they think somebody killed her. She was not suicidal at all. She was just a happy, upbeat person. I just don't understand this. Right? Obviously, somebody killed her. Yeah. At the very least, somebody dismembered her. And, and I mean, dumped her body. And dumped her body. I mean, oh, What? So I'm assuming it's the Fort Hall police that we're discussing here. Yeah. The res police, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her body was found on the reservation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, although the res police can ask for help outside of, but we know mm -hmm. that there are not good relationships between the police no. on reservations. Often there's a, a lot of distrust and I get that. And I don't, I don't want to discount that for reservation police because they've had a lot of challenges and we know they have, we've seen yeah. evidence of that, but who, no one has, no one gives a damn about this woman. No. Besides her, well, her family clearly does, but beyond yeah. that, no one cares. Right. This isn't, this is not even being treated as a homicide. This is not even, there's no priority to this at all. Mm -hmm. I found about three articles on her and they all say exactly the same thing. And there hasn't been anything since 2018. My God. And you're right. So, I had never heard of this case. No. So no. we're going to take a little commercial break. And when we return, we're going to have Katie give us a cold read on what she thinks happened to Rebecca Plenty Wounds. Okay. Life is complicated. The last year has been so hard on sensitive people. 
so many uncertainties and so much heavy energy to wade through. People are working on jobs and relationships, energy work, self-development, and health. So why call me? Because my clients are my family. When you invite me onto your team, I will do all that I can to help you shift from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. I can help you shift from uncertainty, stress, fear, lack into a place of joy, peace, clarity, and abundance. Give me a call. Katie Weaver, Professional Psychic Advisor over at 12listen.com. That was our commercial break and we are back. So, Katie, what do you think about this case other than that you want to start strangling people? Um, what do you think happened to Rebecca Pointy Wounds? Well, first I want to say that I do believe that her family and friends have managed to come up with their own ideas of who they think may have hurt her. I think that they do have an idea of where she was that night and who she might've been associated with, associating with. I feel like they do know, but no one's listening to them. Nobody wants to hear it. Mm -hmm. I I feel like, uh, you know, in a candid conversation with them, they would tell you, well, we, you know, these are the people we talked to. This is who her phone had called. This is, you know, that they have a pretty good sense of it, but it doesn't matter because no one's listening to them whatsoever. So yeah. on that front, now, obviously, at some point, we don't know. They don't know, you know, exactly how she came to be in that pasture and what happened. But they've got way more information than this. They do. Than they do. Quickly. Yeah. yeah, they do. But it's clearly just, uh, nothing's being done about it. Yeah. No one is interested in it at all, uh, which is so hard because how can that be? I mean, I look at these cases and I go, how can this be America? How can this be the United States? This is not the U.S. that we have been led to believe we live in. You know, it's not. And you've got to remember that Fort Hall is considered a sovereign nation. Yeah. That means that they are literally not the U.S. They are their own nation. Yep. Yep. And obviously do not receive the same kind of benefit when someone in their community gets murdered. Yeah. As we do, like if it was to happen here in Idaho Falls, Idaho, it mm-hmm. would have been handled in a completely different way. Yeah. I just, I don't know who to blame here. The The list is long. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was in Pocatello and in Blackfoot that night that she was at various uh, establishments that night with, with various friends. You know, it was, her birthday. Kind of, it was her birthday. She was celebrating. She was, I believe she'd been seen at a few different places uh, with, with various people. Mm-hmm. And, but I can't shake what I tune into this and tune into her. I keep seeing this altercation with a car. Mm-hmm. I feel like she ended up trying, getting a ride home or thought she was getting a ride home with someone who, and it wasn't the boyfriend. I am not sure why the boyfriend wasn't with her at this time. I kind of wonder if they'd had a fight or something and he'd already gone home. But I feel like he, you know, wasn't with her when any of this happened. I do feel like somebody was supposed to be getting her home. And that there was something that happened in the car. There was a fight. There was some kind of an altercation. I'm not, I wonder if they were trying to sexually assault her 
or what was going on in the car, I feel like she actually jumped out of a movie car. Okay. I feel like that's where this started. And that she was seriously injured from that. I think the injuries that they're seeing on her that look like she was beat up. She was beat up a little in this fight inside the car, but she was actually, she jumped out of a movie car. I feel like that's where a lot of her injuries actually came from. I don't feel like the car was going extremely fast. I feel like maybe they were already really slowing down, but I I feel like she was, yeah, trying desperately to get away from whoever these people were. I see, I feel like there were two men involved in this. I feel like one of them lived on the res as well, and one of them did not. I feel like there were two different men that were involved in this. Why they chose to dismember her, I feel like they were going to try to dig a hole and bury her body, but what it took them way longer than they thought it would, and they had to get the hell out of there because it was getting light out, and so they didn't finish the job. And then they thought maybe they'd come back the next night and finish the job and, and bury her. But uh, then people were looking for her and there was a buzz about where she was at and they didn't dare come back. So I think the plan had been, we're going to just dismember her body. It'll be easier to hide and we're going to bury it out in this pasture and nobody will be the wiser. But again, I think it just took them so much longer to dismember her body than they thought that they got scared and got paranoid and left and just left her there like that. Uh, why, why there hasn't been a greater investigation into this, I will never understand, but I do feel like that's what happened. Now, the question being, are these people that her family knows? One of them, yes. One of them, yes. Uh, the other one, no, he's not, he's not a Native American. He doesn't live on the res, you know, and, and that's, there's a real crossover there in that area. You know, some white people do live on the reservation, some, uh, Indians do live off the reservation. You know, it's not necessarily completely a uh, crisp lines, you know, it's not. No, no, not at all. But uh, at any rate, the other person, uh, I still think, though, that we're looking at people from like Blackfoot and Pocatello. I don't think that they're people from far away mm-hmm. at all. But I do think that they were men that thought they were going to take advantage of her, kind of got into it with her. And she surprised the hell out of them by jumping out of the car and hurting herself. I wonder if she. I really hate it. I I think she, in however she ended up catapulting out of the car, that she died from those injuries. And then they were just freaked out and had no idea what to do with her. And this is what happened. This was fueled on their part by a lot of alcohol and drugs. There was quite a bit happening here. I mean, this isn't people that were thinking clearly at all, you know. And... Anyway, it's it's just extremely sad. It makes me sick that this happened and that there wasn't better follow through in every way. Right. Now, I'm going to say this, though. I think it's possible that this case could be solved in the future. I think it's possible that one of these men may end up being charged with a different crime and use this information to turn on their pal and uh, to get a lighter sentence on something else. And actually bring this to light at some point. I think it's very possible. Oh, I hope so. I hope her somebody family. will confess to this at some point. Yeah, I hope for her family. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for that read. I feel like we've probably given more information in this episode than there is anywhere on this case, which is just insane. It's yeah. insane. 
But this is the work that we have to do, you guys, if you're listening or watching, this is the work that we have to do in our communities about the missing and murdered Indigenous women cases. Can you imagine a woman being dismembered and her case never being investigated and her family never even being told that the authorities believe she was murdered? Well, how can you imagine how helpless it must feel to have a family member missing and have no one helping you look? Nobody giving a shit about it until you finally find them. And then, yeah, in this kind of a state and not have the world on fire over it. I just. No, you can't imagine. I can't imagine what that must feel like. And all I know is that we have to continue using our platform to bring these cases to light because this is wrong on every level and we have to change it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, so that is the story of Rebecca Plenty Woods. And we will definitely keep an eye yeah. on that case. And if anything shows up for us, any any updates, we will let you know. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about this case or know any updates, please send them to us. Yeah. I spent a long time researching this case, finding such a small amount of information, but I wanted to cover some cases that are local to us because we do live near a reservation. And so we wanted to focus on some of these cases that are happening to happening locally because we know that they exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is our Wednesday night show. So we will be back this evening at 7 PM mountain for our case update show. Uh, there are some shenanigans happening in the Vallow day bell case, as you can imagine, we've got those to share plus some other things we're going to talk about. Uh, then tomorrow night is Thursday. So we the psychic hour and we'll be having a lot of fun with that so yeah stay tuned for lots more great content coming this week and as always don't forget to comment subscribe like and share we're growing but we would like to continue growing you want to see us get bigger help us yeah share your share our stuff we always appreciate that yeah absolutely all right, all right. and if you want to send us a case Do that by going to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. Down at the bottom of the page, you can fill out a little form sending us your case. We have a huge list that we pull from on a regular basis. Uh, We will try to get to everybody eventually. So we really appreciate all those suggestions. And we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here, you guys. Thanks, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.